gentlemen, boys, girls, sons, daughters of Saturday, here we are, recording on Sunday night. We beat Pitt 28-0. It's late. We're tired. Bill is sick. He's been coughing up a storm. Oh my gosh. He's been Bill, coughing. are you are you good, man? <laughs> coughing up a storm. Like Oh man. It was it was, it was storming yesterday in Lane. We got a, a continued storm in Arlington. Bill and I are actually sitting next to each other right now for the first time in Suns history. And I'm sick. Two sons in the same room. We might be the sick sons of Saturday in a little <laughs> bit if Bill keeps coughing all over me. But anywho, let's jump into it. Grayson, let's hear a haiku, man. Well, before we do the haiku, I would like to take this time to acknowledge that it is Paticus Finch's 25th birthday. Happy birthday, Pat. It is your Frank Beamer year, my friend. How you feeling? Are the knees creaky yet? You feel old? What? How's the body holding up? Are you all right? Do we need to change your diaper? <laughs> Man, I, I woke up this morning and I, I got out of bed and my back hurt. Uh, my, my neck was a little s- stiff and but it's okay because the Hokies won. You know, getting old, that's life, man. But Seeing the football team do what you want it to do, that just adds a whole other element to life. Absolutely. So anyway, the haiku today comes from a very good friend of the podcast, a certain Karsten DeWolf. Karsten. 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 (laughs) You know what's good? Okay, so (laughs) he writes, and I quote, Pitt had two false starts. Bud leaves Lane with a donut on to 16 straight. Now, let's knock on wood and not get cocky, but the boys are looking hot right now, Tony Schiavone. Gentlemen, where did you watch this donut of a game? So, I watched this donut of a game, uh, as we said, all week, nursing myself back to health. Nursing myself back, whether that's Pat saying, hey, man, go get yourself some tea with some honey. Go get yourself some Dayquil, some NyQuil. I had to get the knockoff brand because it runs a little expensive down at the Kroger down uh, in Atlanta. <laughs> made, it up to, made it up to Blacksburg, feeling about 75%. Go out the night before, wake up with a huge headache, and then feel great. Go to the game. The game was awesome. Watched it in Section 12 with a great friends from Westwood, New Jersey. Shout out Matt Rivera. Shout out Gregory Smith. And woke up today and apparently my cold was like, oh, you waited until you got almost all the way better and then sat in the 40 degree weather and pouring rain? Well, guess what, cold? I'd do it again as I had a blast. Pat, where did you watch? Bill. The dedication is unbelievable. Hashtag stay in your lane. Let's go, Hokies. Shout out Beth Barnes. Shout out Beth Barnes, who we met for the first time. Electric. Donning her bud suit, as always. The bud suit. Let's just talk about that. Well, we can talk about that all day. But, Pat, myself, I was in Section 5 with the family. And not, not my mom, dad, sister, brother, but the Section 5 family. They knew who they are. They're awesome. I love all of them. And I got to give some big shout-outs to people who made my weekend special as well. Jay Tucker, amazing hospitality in Blacksburg. So much fun staying here with you, Jay. And uh, you have an awesome setup, so that was cool. David Huffman, thanks for riding shotgun on the way down. 
We crushed the drive down on Thursday night. It was incredible. And Section 5 outdid itself yet again. Just one big party. I'm telling you, if you haven't been to Section 5, book your reservations. You know, get on over there. I know, I know we're not going to be there until next year. We got Liberty, September 5th, 2020, but who's counting? But uh, Section 5 rules. Grayson. Where were you? Were you at that uh, that Italian place, uh, Boxer Staley's? Ha 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 ha! Shut up! No, I uh, I literally that's that's hilarious. You know, Dad Gum well. It's called Boxer <laughs> Daily's. And no, for the first time, I know I'm. I usually bore you people to death with this segment because I never change where I watch the game. But actually. This weekend, some of my friends out here and I booked a cabin at Big Bear Lake in California. It's about two and a half hours outside of Los Angeles in Southern California. Uh, beautiful place, by the way. We we drove really high into the mountains. It made me very. It, it made me feel very uneasy. I didn't like it that much. However, it was beautiful. Uh, we were grilling burgers and dogs. We got ourselves a little cabin. We had a blast. Game was on every TV in the house. Uh, and it, it just put the exclamation point on what was already a great weekend with great friends when, uh, when we beat Narduzzi and the Panthers 28-0. Absolutely phenomenal. Simply amazing. And before we get into it, we got to give, give a shout-out to, uh, to one of our favorite sons, John Cranham, a.k.a. John Cran, a.k.a. The Cran Cam. If you've seen the Cran Cam on Twitter, you got to check it out. It's awesome. We met up with John, uh, tailgating at the German club. He had a spread, uh-huh. and we uh-huh. feasted. It was delicious. Bill, anything, anything you want to say about our awesome interactions with the legend John Cran? Well, first and foremost, I got to say, um, the German club, top notch. You guys roll down the projector. We had some chili. Some great chili. Chili, that was unbelievable. Shout out Charles Long and the amazing chili. So I, my first experience in German club, absolutely unbelievable, electric. And John Cran, you, your family, could not have been better. Yes, Caitlin, Caitlin, a lot of fun at the Hokie House on uh, on Friday with Caitlin too. Absolutely, it was unbelievably unbelievable amounts of fun. It was a pleasure getting to meet you, and you are definitely, as we said, a platinum member. Son of Saturday, great to finally put a face to the name and find out the whole other syllable of your name that I didn't even know existed. Cranham. Cranham. <laughs> well, well, to be fair, Bill, if you read his name on Twitter other than his username, no, 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 you no, would no, see. No, 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 no. Not so fast. Shout out Lee Corso. It was not that way until we started the Cran Cam. And then Caitlin was like, wait a second. He realized I got to put my real name on here. Because I'm starting to build some credibility here. So oh. he made the adjustment. He called the Whitey. He made an adjustment. <laughs> so that all was awesome. All right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So John oh, Cran, great fun. And then Beth Barnes with the bud suit. Oh. We said, Beth, where are you? We need a picture and we need a video of score predictions. Beth nailed it uh, with the defensive touchdown. If you see it, it's on Twitter. Uh, you can watch the minute or two-minute long video of us in Castle warming up in between tailgates because it was freezing on Saturday. But without further ado, the football rate. Let's jump in 
headfirst to this footballery that we experienced and consumed on Saturday. Boys, 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 before we jump away from this, I would like to say that I heard that Mr. John Cranham said that I sound like a surfer bro. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) that is, I don't really know what to do with that information. It's not, I don't think it's a diss, but I definitely don't hate it either. So uh, you know what? I'll take it. Mr. Cranham surfs up, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Okay. On to the football. How great did we look? Let's talk first about the catalyst that really got this offense moving in the right direction. Actually, there's two. Hendon Hooker and Tavion Robinson. Bill, tell me about HH and TR. I'm going to give you just quick synopsis of both. Robinson is electric with the ball in his hand. Regardless of how he gets the ball, whether we're fielding punteries, getting reverses, getting passes, the guy's electric with the ball and he's a playmaker. If this is if we're playing NCAA 2007, he has the chalk outline star under his player. He is awesome. Hendon Hooker, incredibly smart with the football, slippery. Excuse me, keys me. Dude can't be tackled. <laughs> The play where he eluded the sack, he's got these great jukes where he used to stick the ball out, and we've been preaching ball security, ball security. He keeps the ball high and tight now. Several times where he takes huge licks uh, and holds onto the ball, takes a sack maybe where you know we avoid turning the ball over. One thing that I have a problem with, he takes some crazy hits. He takes some big-time hits over the course of the game. Uh, the big pass that he had to Keen and the big pass that he had to Tavion Robinson, he got absolutely laced but popped right back up. Tough guy mentality and just uh, grinded the game out, and it was great to watch. Pat, or I'm sorry, Grayson, go ahead. Honestly, I, I, I was not expecting to score a lot of points uh, against their very, very talented defense. I mean, boys – the, the score almost doesn't match the defensive performance of the Pittsburgh defense. They were flying all over the field. They made it very, very difficult, but uh, they didn't come to play in the rain. So our offense went to work. I think Coach Cornelson co- called the game of his quite possibly career. Uh, play calling, play calling yesterday was on point i have been very critical of coach corn in the past uh everybody kind of knows that but yesterday there was only probably one drive where i'm like eh, i might have done that differently but other than that he crushed it and the boys executed and you have to give them credit for that like they're out here balling in the pouring down rain i saw it on tv you guys were probably soaking wet so for Hooker to be out here dropping dimes in the pouring down rain and for us to be holding on to the football in the pouring down rain, minus a high snap over Hooker's head, which wasn't his fault, the offense crushed it, boys. Could not be more happy. Pat, what would you say? Yeah, I mean, I don't want to echo too much of what you guys just said, um, but Hooker was outstanding yesterday. Again, I mean, this defensive line on Pittsburgh and their linebackers are – 
just as good as ours are. They were, they were swarming all day, and we just were able to implement enough wrinklage where we were just creating more opportunities. Um, using Tavion Robinson, I mean, that one long, long uh, catch and run he had, he was slimy and slippery and avoiding tackles, and honestly... Nine times out of ten, he, he probably scores the touchdown. It, it just looked like he ran out of gas. Um, so he was just great. And then um, using Trey Turner, using Dalton Keene, um, the running game had, had some bright moments here and there as well. James Mitchell, another great game. But overall, I mean, just to, to be able to – um, outlast the challenge of this insanely good defensive line and extremely physical linebacking core was outstanding. Um, Let me uh, weigh in on one thing before we move away from our offense. Paris Ford is one of the hardest hitting safe, uh, defensive backs that I have seen play in person. This dude was all over the field, lighting people up, playing with speed, playing with aggression, and really was the best player that Pitt had all game. And, and I'm going to go off on a little tangent for a second. Um, a lot of people were trashing him, saying that the hit was dirty and that it was, it was uh, looking to hurt Trey. I, I don't think so. At the end of the day, a lot of people were on Narduzzi for saying it was a good tackle. Six, seven years ago, that is a great tackle, and everybody's cheering for it, and it's a great hit. I got fired up about it, and um, just not to get too deep into the weeds here, but targeting needs to change. There's no reason for him to have to leave the field it should be like basketball where you have the uh, flagrant one or the flagrant two. If there's intent, kick him out of the game, fine. If there's not, you can have him out of the game or give him a warning. There's no reason to take the leader, whether he's a senior. This kid's only a sophomore, so we're going to see him again. Uh, there's no reason to be taking a player that's usually the leader off of the field to do that. So um, I think that that's definitely a wrinkle. Completely agree with you there. I do think the, uh, the targeting rule could use some adjustments but uh, you know, tell me your thoughts on our defense and you know, what was going on and how we were getting to Kenny Pickett. Just as you mentioned, and uh, we were talking to your pops earlier about this, uh, along with the change to Hooker here at quarterback, the pressure that the defensive line has been able to apply moving forward has been a huge part of this turnaround. The Pollards, the Belmars, the Hewitts, the ability to get Pickett out of the pocket and make him uncomfortable has made a huge difference in this turnaround. And also the defensive backfield, again, Caleb Farley is one of the best in the country. Waller was unbelievable. Connor played his best game. Um, just even with the penalty, it shouldn't have been a penalty in the first place, but it is what it is. Um, just put together a solid four quarters. And in the third quarter, the officials almost were working against us as well. It seemed like our defense is uh, their starting field position was always in our territory around the 45 or at midfield and they just found a way to bend and not break and not give up points and just a absolutely incredible performance uh they played with passion they played with speed and they played with emotion you could tell they were just doing everything they could to keep that donut on the scoreboard and i love to see it happen one of the best plays i've seen in lane stadium in the last couple years the fact that rook ashby was not accounted for on the fumble scoop and score how he just flew in brought down Kenny Kenny ball just flips out and this ball is just rolling 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 through the sideline and 
you see our entire defensive line just be like, oh, we need this. Let's go. And every single person in Section 5 was just getting super jacked up because we knew that Fumble 6 was coming. And Pollard scoops it up, and he you know, waltzes into the end zone, and anarchy erupts in Lane Stadium. Just poetic. Bud Foster's last game, a defensive touchdown, and in the rain, too. It was just so much fun. It's, uh, you know, boys, I, I, I got to... I got to address this, Pat, when we did our Pittsburgh preview, I made a, a very large point to say that, that we were, we were going to be slipping and sliding all over the field and that anybody, if the ball came out of any Pittsburgh player's hands, anybody on the defense, on the defensive line or wherever secondary doesn't matter, fall on the football, fall on it, just get the football. But, uh, I rescind that. I completely, uh, I completely rescind that because they did not fall on it, and as a result of not falling on it, we got a defensive touchdown. And oh, what a defensive touchdown it was! By the way, I think that Rook Ashby is probably one of the most efficient lockdown linebackers that Virginia Tech has had since the Grim Reaper, number twenty-six, Cody Grim. Man does not miss his his, his tackles at all. Um, an absolute stud, a little bit undersized for his position. I kind of draw the, the, the comparison to Cody Grin there. Um, love Rook Ashby. The defense balled out, boys. It was it was it was an absolute thing of beauty, and uh, it, you couldn't ask for anything better in Bud Foster's final home game uh, in un, under the lights of Lane Stadium. Yeah, just uh, how we were able to keep this Pittsburgh offense in check as well. Uh, we mentioned in our preview that Pittsburgh averages uh, 40 passes a game. And they opened up uh, the first drive with three straight incompletions. The next drive, I think they had three more incompletions. Kenny Pickett started out uh, one of seven for negative two yards. His first complete pass was behind the line of scrimmage, and uh, the receiver caught it, and uh, you know his knee was down when he caught it. So we were just in this kid's head, uh, from the first quarter, and it really set the tone for the rest of the game. <clears throat> Just to throw some numbers at you, uh, Pickett, 10 for 26, 103 yards, no touchdowns, no picks, QB rating of 3.3. That's bad. Um, Kenny, you're a Jersey guy. Bill and I are Jersey guys. You know, Shout out to that. But um, obviously this was our house uh, yesterday. Um, and then as far as keeping the running game in check, I mean, the rush defense was outstanding again. You thought last year's Pittsburgh matchup, they rushed for like 17,000 yards. This year, they rushed for 60 yards on 27 carries. So stark improvements across the board on the defensive side as well. Um, So just some great offense and defense from Tech. Obviously, in the conditions, you can only do so much. But uh, I think it really favored our defense um, as well. Especially being uh, with, like you mentioned, how pass-heavy Pitt has been all year. Just having the opportunity to pin your ears back and uh, get after the quarterback, force him out of the pocket. And him not being very mobile. Uh, Pickett is not uh, a mobile fellow. 
So uh, made him uncomfortable all game, and it showed. And then they rolled in uh, their backup quarterback, who is from, guess where, St. Joe's Montvale. So uh, and some more New Jersey ties there as well. Now let's, let's jump into the special teams a little bit because we harped on how special teams and penalties was going to have a big difference in this game because you really want short fields when you got to move the ball in a torrential downpour with uh, cold weather as well. Grayson, how did we like our special teams play on Saturday? Oh, man. it's Pat, you, you and I talked about this in the preview. This was a, a point that you hit on very hard and how uh, just how important it was going to be for Brad Burden to be on and uh, the, rece- the, the punt return unit to be on. And both were pedal to the metal, green light. Oscar was smashing the ball. It's tough to punt the ball in the rain. It's no different. He's our fourth down quarterback. It's hard to throw the football in the rain. It's hard to punt the football in the rain. But Oscar did a great job pinning him deep when he had to. He took one out of the end zone earlier in the game. It's definitely hard when you're being pinned back. Um, and then as far as the punt return team, sweet feet, Tay. I'm telling you guys, before the season is over, and I, I said it a couple weeks ago, I think the man's going to get one. I think he's going to bust for a punt return for for six. He's going to house one. I would love to see it on Friday. I'd love to wake up at 9 a.m., which is, by the way, when I'm going to be watching the UVA game. So all you guys who were complaining about the, oh, we're playing at noon. Oh, no. I have to wake up as if I were going to work. Cry me a river, dude. Cry me a river. Whatever. Whatever, okay? I don't want to hear it. But anyway, the special teams were incredible. The boys are – we are watching. we, We keep saying this. We are watching every facet of the game grow up right in front of our eyes. Every week, every single unit, offense, defense, special teams, just keep getting better and better and better. It is so refreshing to see. Love that so much. Offense, defense, special teams, the pride and joy, just fantastic. Now, don't forget, Oscar Shadley was also excellent all day. Long snapping in the rain, got to give him his due as well. State championship, 2013, 2012, won them both. Had to snap in the rain, long snapping in the rain. It's horrifying. Now, I get it. I was just a makeshift dude. He's there to do it, but he did a great job. So shout out to Oscar Shadley as well. The Oscar to Oscar connection is one of my favorites, uh, one of the better ones in all of college football. Uh, But we mentioned pride. We mentioned joy. We mentioned a little food crew action. Before we get into the awards, we got to talk about where good friends go. Bill, can you tell the people about how awesome our weekend was? I feel like we spent the entire weekend at Sharky's. Let's talk about Sharky's for just a second here. Roll in to Blacksburg, Virginia. Staying at the Inn at Virginia Tech. Some call it the Skeleton Center. Matt Rivera, Greg Smith, we roll in. Hey, man, let's just, uh, just chill out here. It's around 8.30. We'll go out around 11.30. Excuse me. This is Blacksburg. We go to Sharky's 
around 8.30, 9 o'clock, and that's just the way that that goes every damn time. So we hit, uh, hit up the Skeleton Center. They had a nice uh, little shuttle set up, pulled right up to Sharky's, and safe to say that's where we spent the rest of our afternoon. Go out, beat Pitt the next day. Where are we? We're at where good friends go. Back at Sharky's again with stickers. The love and the want to spread the love of the Sons of Saturday stickers was next level. Shout out to Gibby Wilson. Shout out to Oscar Bradburn. Shout out to everybody rocking the stickers with pride. They were unbelievable. Maybe next time throw the uh, back into the trash receptacle. That would be a nice request. Regardless, thank you so much for the love and the sharing of that. And then celebrating my guy Pat's birthday. I got a Krabby Patty. He got the California burger, correct? I got the California chicken sandwich on Friday night. The California burger on Sunday. So, Grayson, I was thinking of you on Friday and Sunday, Mr. California. Hey, I was about to say I appreciate that. The California burger at Sharky's is my personal favorite item on the menu, and it's not because I do live in California. They they throw the little avocado on there with the ranch. (laughs) Best. The best, man. Sharky's is where good friends go, and it is where the sons of Saturday go. They also have, for you uh, <coughs> coffee folks, that, or coughing folks, they have tea, they have honey, and they have lemons. <laughs> and we divulged in those this morning. Yellow cups, great apparel, grab yourself some, go ask JJ, he's got them in the back. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you need some tea and honey right now, Bill. No offense. I absolutely do. Absolutely do. But I got a podcast to record. We got content to create, my friend. Truth. We got, we got people that we need to deliver for. So, thank you, Sharkies. Thank you, Blacksburg. Awards. Grayson. Pride Award. We give the Pride Award to our defensive performance of the week. Who is Mr. Pride Award this week? Pride Award, it has to go, in my opinion, to Chamari Connor. I think Chamari Connor played one of his best games uh, of his career yesterday. By the way, that, uh, that tackle that he had, in my opinion, in my calm, objective opinion, was not a late hit as the Pittsburgh offensive players, both of his feet were still well in bounds. But hey, I'm not a zebra, so what do I know? What do I know? I've only been watching football my entire life, and if you're in bounds, you're allowed to hit anybody who's coming at you. But I digress. Shamar, you killed it. You were all over the field yesterday, bodying people. Kid hits harder than a truck. Uh, just, just a phenomenal performance. Shamari Connor continues to develop and will be one of the, uh, I, I really believe this, one of the all-time great defensive backs coming out of Blacksburg. Boom. Love that. I'm going to take our Joy Award, and I'm going to hand it to Tavian Robinson on special teams. Pride defense, Joy special teams. Mr. Robinson never ceases to amaze me, putting us in great field position on these players. Sweet feet? Sweet feet. Some might call them sweet feet coming out of Frank W. Cox High School. Uh, Virginia beats Virginia. You know, we have big play Trey. If we didn't have big play Trey, maybe we'd be calling Tavion big play Tay. I don't know. But I think Sweet Feet uh, is good enough for me here. Um, So that's great. Bill, Foo Crew Award winner. Who is it? It is the QB1 with command, 
calmness, control, and ball security. Mr. Hendon Hooker, he is 6-0. and He is bowl eligible in games that he starts. He is 10 of 13, 15 yards in attempt. And I got to tell you that the, the Hazleton fade ball is absolutely automatic. It is. You run out. You create some space. Last minute, he leads him into the corner. He just goes meanders on over there, makes a nice little catch, and then does some high fives. Loving the Hendon to Hayes connection. It's a blast. Foo Crew Award winner, Mr. Hendon Hooker. I think Cornelson has just like a key shortcut for a Hendon Hooker fade route. He just clicks it. And he's like, yeah, go ahead. And it's just automatic. It just works every single time. Um, I'd, I'd actually, I'd actually probably like to see how he's got that set up. Maybe he can help me set up some automatic key shortcuts in my life. So <laughs> nice, um, nice, <laughs> <laughs> very nice. Yeah. Um, so real quick, just uh, kind of something to keep on the radar here um, for Virginia on Friday. We mentioned Hendon. We mentioned Tavion Robinson. Both of them got a little banged up. I mean, Hennon was taking some shots. Uh, Sweet Feet was taken off. Uh, it looked like he had an ankle or something going on. And then uh, other guys, uh, Garbutt and uh, Deshaun Crawford, also looked a little nicked up. Something to keep an eye out for the, uh, the Virginia game on Friday, uh, if these guys will be able to, uh, to be able to settle in. And Trey Turner as well, because Trey took that big hit, got absolutely clocked. Uh, you know, sprung up right away, but you can definitely tell he was shaken up a little bit. So uh, we will be crossing our fingers for those guys for a as, quick, speedy recovery. As the boomers say, he got his bail wronged. That's right. That's right. Um, but yeah, just want to touch on that real quick. But Grayson, you've mentioned a little bit. Um, you know, one of your favorite, just uh, humanitarians of the Atlantis Co- Atlantic Coast Conference. Uh, Patrick Narduzzi, tell me about uh, you know your pre and post game thoughts uh, of this guy and um, his antics. Well, uh, Pat, I, I, I gotta honestly say it, it went about exactly how I thought it was gonna go. He showed him those dorky glasses of his that I hate. I hate him. Anyway, um, yeah, so. He rolls in Flame Stadium. First off, his players are in our end zone cleaving our logo. Fun fact, that was the only trip to the end zone that they had all day. <laughs> um, yeah, wrote that joke. Definitely didn't stole it from Twitter. Whoever wrote that, that's hilarious. Um, he was whining, as, as anticipated. Uh, there was a call where uh, it, it was a defensive holding on Pittsburgh, and you see him fly off the handle, and he watched the replay. Guess what? It was a defensive holding, and he's over there on the sideline. No, it wasn't. I mean, that's, that's bull crap, ref. That's bull crap, man. What the? <laughs> I hate Virginia Tech, man. And, it, like, hey, dude, they're calling a fair game, and the refs, by the way, tried to save you Tried to make it interesting for you with some very questionable calls. See Exhibit A, where I talked about Shamari Connor uh, making a perfectly legal, not late hit. Tried to save you, but it didn't work. And also, if you're on Twitter, you would see that, guys, 
they left the 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 visiting team locker room in disarray. Mm. Bent chairs, trash everywhere, and guess what? I would expect nothing less from the classless coach that Pat Narduzzi is. He is, without a doubt, like I said before, now that Coach PJ, Paul Johnson, is gone, he is the most least likable coach in the Atlantic Coast Conference. He is, I have no respect for that man whatsoever, and I could be not, I could not be any more happy that we put a beat down on he and the Panthers yesterday. Yeah, poor Pat, man. Pass the salt. I, I didn't get to see the broadcast, you know, being at the game, but I would love to kind of see a little bit of a, uh, any type of short film highlight reel of Pat Narduzzi acting up on the sidelines. Um, some other things that were great was Mr. Dax Hollyfield, the chief, <laughs> coming over to Pat Narduzzi, holding up the two, two fingers, symbolizing the two false starts. Uh, two, they had more false starts than they had points. Let's talk about that, Mr. Ooh. Patrick. Let's talk about that. Mr. Narduzzi says, we didn't have any false starts at Penn State. We're not going to have any at Virginia Tech either. But we're really looking forward to the atmosphere. Well, Pat, Pat Narduzzi lied. He you lied. lied. You lied. Halloween was a couple of weeks ago, man. Take the clown suit off, my guy. Ooh. Like, Ooh. come on, man. What kind of leadership are you giving these kids? You're letting them do crazy things, bad sportsmanship. Uh, so I lo- one of the things that I absolutely loved was, I think it was third quarter, maybe late third or early fourth, we're up a, a bajillion points. And the PA plays Sweet Caroline, which is one of Pittsburgh's songs. You know, if you, if you meet a Pitt fan, they'll tell you, Sweet Caroline, that's our song. If you meet a Boston Red Sox fan, Sweet Caroline, that's our song. If you meet a Penn State fan, Sweet Caroline, that's our song. I get a little bothered by the, uh, the um, overflowing uh, dilution of Sweet Caroline in general, but... Us playing Sweet Caroline at Lane Stadium up a bajillion points on Pittsburgh was the troll job of the day, and it was exceptional. So I was singing along uh, to Sweet Caroline. So that was great. And um, one last thing, small shout-out to the long snapper on Pittsburgh. We were yelling at him from Section 5. His name is Cal Adamitis. This guy... Look up his roster picture. He has the most absurd haircut or lack thereof. He has a beautiful mane of long hair. Um, And we were yelling down at him because there were like six minutes left in the game and he's still practicing long snaps on the sideline. This guy got a lot of uh, game action because of so many three and outs. Um, But we're like, Cal, man, do you like playing for this Narduzzi guy? Like, do you like this guy? And he looks up at us and gives us the biggest grin. And he's like, yeah, I do, I do. And we're just like, dude, you're crazy. I like you, but you're crazy, bro. <laughs> Number 94, Cal Adamitis. Uh, good for you, man. You're probably the only good sportsman on that Pittsburgh team. But, uh, yeah, any any final thoughts on the, uh, the Patrick Narduzzi-isms? He's a loser. Loser. (laughs) All right. Anywho, I'm going to do a little my rant thing. I'm going to talk for two minutes here, and then we'll move on. I just want to say, 
why is our game against UVA at noon? Like, I was really excited for it to be a 3.30 game or a 7 or 8 o'clock game. I understand, before I get into this, I understand that having the ABC slot at noon on Black Friday is great exposure. Incredible exposure, uh, more viewership than ESPN2 in a later time. However, I, I go to the games. I like going to the games. I put a lot of miles on my Honda CRV, cruising up and down 81 and the East Coast, so I can see my Hokies play. I gotta celebrate Thanksgiving in New Jersey on Thursday. How the heck am I gonna get to Charlottesville, Virginia by noon on Friday? You know, I gotta I gotta leave the, the dinner table early on Thanksgiving. I mean, come on. Come on. It's a bummer, but we're gonna do it. I mean, Lane Stadium North, that's the name of Scott Stadium. It's Lane North. We're going to show out. What would I do? I, I, I can't not go to this game. So we're going to be there. Um, but do you guys have any thoughts on the, uh, the game time being noon? I think, first of all, we, don't even, we should not even play this game on Black Friday anymore. It's too much. I just want to go and play UVA on Saturday. I think uh, it's getting a little stale playing them on Friday. And for Hokie faithful uh, traveling to and from the games, it is it's it's very inconvenient. Thanksgiving is is a holiday about family and spending time with family. And for many Hokies over the past few years, playing this game on Black Friday has cut that time short. Uh, a lot of them feel pressured to get on the road. A lot of them are distracted on Thanksgiving about I got to pack for the cold. I you know we got a tailgate tomorrow. So if, if at all possible, scheduling gods going forward, this game is big enough that it should be on the Saturday slate, especially this year. Now, granted, we didn't know it was going to be as big as it's going, as it's shaped up to be this mm-hmm. year. But um, I, I still don't think that's any excuse. I'm sure UVA fans and Virginia Tech fans alike are, are getting tired of this game being on Black Friday. If there is one common ground that we could ever find, it would be that. All right. Letters from the lunch pail time. Bill, our guy John Cran writes in, who is the most valuable on offense besides Hendon Hooker? If we could have one person uh, be on the field for every single play on offense besides Hendon, who's your guy? There's one answer to this question. And there's one answer to this question only. It's Dalton Keene. Um, the guy does everything. Can play multiple positions. Gets people lined up. Unbelievable blocker. A unbelievable blocker. Cannot stress that enough. Uh, and a team captain. Um, and unequivocally, I think he is the most important uh, key in the cog on the offense. Brad Bailey. Friend of the pod says, favorite UVA game you have ever attended. Grayson, jump in here. I'm fired up to hear your answers here, guys. Honestly, uh, you know, Pat, you and I last year were, were at, uh, at that crazy overtime game against, against UVA. And that is one of my favorites. But I always talk about uh, my favorite game in recent years, and this may surprise you, uh, was 2016 where we beat UVA 52-10. to 10. It, it, it had been a long time since we had really smacked them silly. 
Uh, we had been in a bunch of dog fights with them the, the, the past couple of years. And it, and, and it was just so satisfying to watch a team that had been hitting on all four cylinders, Gerard Evans. It was Sam Rogers' senior day. He, he comes out. He's crying. My dad, my brothers, and I are sitting in Section 10 just having a ball. Like, literally, it's one of those games where you can just sit back and relax. And we were putting the hammer down. Just so unbelievably satisfying. Was probably one of the most satisfying wins over UVA I have ever seen and been in person for. Pat, you've been to a lot of games like I have. What has been your favorite UVA Virginia Tech, excuse me, your favorite Virginia Tech UVA matchup? Yeah, man, this is a, this is definitely a hard one. Uh, I'm probably going to have to say 1995. I, I'm just kidding. I was one year old. I, I don't remember the 95 game. I was not there. Um, <laughs> I would have to go with last year, overtime thriller. I mean, just like the, the, the odds were completely against us. Willis and Keene, Trey Turner, Khalil Ladler, uh, just absolute pandemonium. The cup is going nowhere, Mikey. That one and Frank's last game at UVA in 2015 are probably two of the, uh, the highlighted ones uh, in my scrapbook there. Uh, just complete, uh, unbelievable experiences. Uh, <laughs> that game last year was just, there's really no words to describe it. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping this Friday is a, a lot more stress-free uh, in that regard. Fun fact, fun fact for all the Sons of Saturday listeners out there. After the game, Pat and I, we were together. It was his birthday, and uh, we went downtown. We were drinking out of the cup, and afterwards, Pat didn't have a place to stay. So he asked me, say, hey, Grayson, can I come stay with you? And I said, absolutely. We come back, blow this man up an air mattress. He's on the floor, and for, for about two hours, Pat and I sat in my living room, just quoting Napoleon Dynamite until our faces turned purple. One of the most quotable movies of all time. I will never, ever forget that. Uh, such a fun memory after that uh, incredible win. <laughs> Does the Hokey Bird have large talons? Does the Hokey Bird have large talons? <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do today, Napoleon? Probably Whatever I feel UVA. like it. Oh, okay. Switching up the script. Yeah. Andy Bird says, shutout on Friday? Billy Wright? Question mark. There's one way you'll get the answer to this question. Honestly, is watch the game on Friday. But if you want to hear our thoughts, we do a midweek preview, and you can hear that on Wednesday. The boys will be working. We obviously got to conserve some space in the stomach region, so going to be uh, recording <laughs> some, uh, some podcasts. On the... Uh, Things that need to be consumed uh, end here. We have special pins and special t-shirts for this game. Lane Stadium North t-shirts. They're long sleeve, so you can stay warm. I understand the weather may be a little questionable. You want to be uh, you want to be aware of that. So we have some long sleeve shirts. Check them out. They're great. They're fire. Awesome design. Sonsofsaturday.com. 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 Shout out, Jack Wyatt. You're excellent. Um, Go get some t-shirt. 
Go get you a couple t-shirts. Buy your friend a t-shirt. We got Christmas coming up. We got Hanukkah coming up. We got Kwanzaa coming up. Go buy your merch. Uh, it's going fast already. Shout out to people who have already bought it. Kyle Cooper. Uh, you, you know, anybody who out there, my, my old man has bought a shirt. Anybody who is repping the boys, Karsten the Wolf, we appreciate you so much. App so freaking lootly. The, uh, the swag, swaggery is outstanding and we are excited to see you guys rocking those lane north shirts on friday other than that boys do we have any last minute shout outs anything we want to say before our uh before our next episodery coming up uh midweek have to shout out my guys matt rivera and greg smith it was a uh, reunion of fellas that in little league football Westwood Wolverines were always on the late weigh-in ride over to Teaneck, New Jersey. We were a little on the tubular side um, and had to weigh in to make sure we were eligible. Matt Rivera, a couple of quotes from him during the game. We're getting some hat-on-hat football, some power football, and I want to thank the good Lord for making me a Virginia Tech Hokie. Dash Matt Rivera, dash Joe DiMaggio. Um, so some great quotes there. Other than that, shout out to everyone that showed up. Lane Stadium was unbelievable. Um, and shout out to you guys. We love the sons, the cousins, the uh, sons-in-laws, the fathers, the uncles, the grandparents, grandparents, grandmas, whoever of Saturday. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for interacting on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We heart emoji you. The orange. I got a sh- I got a shout out, boys. Shout out to the student section, man. Shout out Dude. to the student section. They yes, showed up. Absolutely. They showed up. General admission. Whoever idea that was, you're a genius. They were there. They heard us. They heard us. I'd like to believe that they heard us. They stayed till the end in the pouring down rain. And that is exactly why you do it. Those are the best games. You will remember that game for the rest of your life. It'll, it will be one of your favorites. I know it will be a favorite of Pat and Bill's. I wish I could have been there. I absolutely wish I, I would have given probably, eh, maybe not my left foot, but a, maybe a lot of money to be there. Um, so shout out to the student section. You guys crushed it. So keep doing it. Keep doing it. Next season, pack it out. You should all be in there, man. <laughs>